Kings of the Rings podcast as if Extreme Rules wasn't crazy enough. Bray Wyatt highlights a massive list of returns and surprises across all brands in WWE. Plus, John Moxie and Jericho sign extensions. We get our first glimpse of WrestleMania in Philly. MJF and William Regal have a promo for the ages and WWE is going back to college. Oh yeah, by the way, we're also going to preview Halloween Havoc. we got two weeks of crazy wrestling news to talk about, and we're going to start it right now. So put on your hats as if you are a wrestling god from JBL, because it's Kings of Rings Podcast, episode 313, banger after banger after banger, exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio, and it starts right now. won last night yeah it's not gonna be an easy seven games though no, with houston it's not going to at all but we'll be here for all of it ladies and gentlemen welcome to king's rings podcast episode number 312 313 i forgot what fucking episode this. it's 312 baby 312. i might have said 313 in the intro but whatever my bad banger after banger we were not able to do a show last week due to santana and ortiz messing with Kay murphy's um Internet yet again, and Will was on the road somewhere, uh, but he is alive and well. We're all alive and well. And my brother got oh, yeah. married. Your brother got married, which is, I guess, that's a cool thing as well. Um, we are alive and well. We have a shit ton of wrestling to talk about because wrestling, for some reason, in the down part of the year on the wrestling calendar, wrestling's been fucking amazing. Outstanding. Like, absolutely mind-blowing um, that everything's hitting on all sides. But before... We get to any of that. Let's check in with everybody. Uh, starting with Will Tarasuk. Will, how was the wedding, by the way? It was a great wedding, dude. The church was great. The bride looked fantastic. I cried at the altar. I wasn't even the one getting married. Wait, you and uh, halfway through the... I did cry a little bit. It was very beautiful. Um, in my best man's speech, halfway through, I was like, why are they laughing? Are they supposed to be laughing this much? And I was like, oh, shit. I am roasting my brother right now. But it was... It was a phenomenal speech. I stole the show unintentionally. So congratulations to my brother and his girl, and his beautiful wife, Meg, my new sister-in-law. Um, so yeah, it was a good time. A Tarashek wedding, there's nothing like it. Everyone's asking me when I'm getting married. And I said, a few years. So Kay Murphy, I can't wait for you to come to my wedding. I can't wait to come to your wedding, but how was the food? It was good. The food is actually really good as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. Steak was a little chewy, but it was good. Oh, I could fuck so hard with the steak right now. Um... Oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. No, no, no. Come no, on, no, get, no. It out, get it out. Um, get it out. Oh, oh. I think I can persist. I think I can persist. Um, But so many wild things are going on in my life. I am finally off the 4 a.m. grind of yesterday. Well, holla. So, so for the next month, I'm gonna be working like my old, like, afternoon nighttime shift before finally transitioning to a totally normal schedule in december and i have figured out my halloween costume Ooh, are you gonna tell us Life now two. or are we gonna well, wait i so i have to work halloween night now that i'm on night shift i didn't plan to take off for halloween mm-hmm. so i didn't anticipate being at work at night so i decided i'm gonna make the most of it and I'm going to have a comfy, cozy Halloween night while I work. So you're wearing a onesie. 
You're goddamn right. I'm wearing a onesie. Would you like? <laughs> How, did onesie I know? I got? How did I know? Is is it a banana? It be a no. banana. Please let it be a banana. It's not a banana. Is it two bananas? <laughs> no. I. So I got a. Are you a grape? Grogu. Are you a member berry? I'm gonna be gr a member. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am being Baby Yoda, aka Grogu. Nice. Um, but so good. My partner and I, and we were originally gonna do a Star Wars theme for our costume, so I had ordered Frank Yoda ears. <laughs> they can be Yoda, well, not Yoda. They can, they can be Mando. So I wanted to be Mando. I wanted to be Mando and have Frank be um, Baby Yoda, but I couldn't find a Mando suit that I liked that would probably fit me. So Frank and I are going to be matching Yodas when I work on Halloween, <laughs> but my actual costume, my housemates and my partner and I, we are all being Wizard of Oz characters. I, will be, nice. I, of course, will be the Wicked Witch of Astoria West. And my housemate Danielle is going to be Danielle the Good. You should that should be your drag name, Astoria West. Astoria West would be a good drag name. That would be a good one. Astoria that'd West. be really that'd be really good. Astoria Well, Astoria West is like they're making like there's it's like a, a complex near me because I live in the westernmost part of Astoria. Yeah. But they're trying to like make Astoria West a thing. Making our way to the stage, Astoria West. There you go, yeah. I like it, Astoria West. All right, folks. So let's 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 get into it with Astoria West here and Will Tarasuk. That should be your new name <laughs> for an, an Astoria West Side Story, yeah. baby. Astoria West Side Story. Oh my God, Kay. We should stop calling you Kay. Maybe just call you Astoria West, just to give you like a gimmick name. Um, that would be awesome. I'll change all my social media. You don't have this is just an idea. This is off the top of the No, the the I lo, I do love the K Murphy. Yeah, the TKM as well. It's funny, K, like whenever I whatever like I talk to him, like my friends or whoever, I always, I always say your last name too. It's not just K, it's K Murphy. There you go. Like whenever I, I like whenever me like whenever you come up, it's just like it's K Murphy. Even before I changed my name and I was going by my old name, like I was always a first name, last name human. Oh my god, Ricky Bader this went yard and just absolutely destroyed nice, it. Nice. He might as well have hit on the fucking train tracks. Suck it, Astros. Oh, you're going to hear about a lot during these next couple of weeks of the ALCS, especially if we lose. Oh, I'm going to curse them all out. Um, but anyway, folks, we have a lot of wrestling to discuss. Um, Extreme Rules happen, and I think we should start there. It was an... Yeah. Yes. It was the greatest Extreme Rules that ever happens. I can't remember any others either. <laughs> Other than the horror show, the horror show was horror, funky. Yeah, it had, a, it, had a, it had an interesting, and that's what uh, Bray and Braun went at it, I think. Yes. Yeah, and then you and and, they, and like yeah, the swamp so bliss with Sister Abigail for like that one-off. I think that was it. But anywho, let, let's talk about Extreme Rules in general. Great show, but we're not going to start about talking about any of the matches. Let's start with the, in my opinion, the absolute greatest return I have ever seen. In the history of professional wrestling. This is better than Edge coming back at the Rumble. This is better than every 100,000 Undertaker return. Better than the Warrior coming back at WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt's perfectly executed multi-week series of clues and hints paid off in a return that got one of the craziest pops I've ever heard. From a live show that I wasn't there for. 
Yeah, I know me and Mickey text each other at the same time. We should have went to Philly. I should have nutted up. I should have taken out my brother's wedding gift, and I should have went to Philly. Honestly. He could have went with, with, with $700 instead of 1000 It would have been fine. I, <laughs> he texted me saying I paid him too much anyway, that asshole. If I wasn't <laughs> in Salem, I 1,000% would have been Philly, and Ricky texted me. He's got the whole world in his hands. I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> I had the time of my life, but, like, I would have loved I mean, trip, Triple H... Brought back the the post the post uh, lower third um, ending the post credit ending. I forget what the like the Chiron is. It the Chiron, I forget what's actually called the credit Chiron. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, you know yeah, what it is. Yeah. Like the, the copyright Chiron. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about. If you actually look at that whole show, I think I'd say say this earlier. But if you actually look at that whole show, you have the the post lower third ending, like the past the copyright ending. The surprise ending. You had the plants in the crowd of the NXT people. You had Braun Breaker and Thicky and mm-hmm. Thicky Nikki Nikita Lyons, my Lord Almighty. Um, also in the crowd. You brought back the spotlights on the champions during a championship match and the blacked out crowd. You didn't see a WWE event. What you saw was takeover. It <laughs> did it did feel very much like a takeover. Like, no, you're hundred percent right. Uh the, the the crowd the champ Braun Break on the crowd was really yeah. cool. It's like it's not even like he's coming up to him. It's just like hey, don't forget he exists. Yeah. Um, and then the 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 championship thing I didn't even notice until you texted it to me. I was like oh fuck he's right because like you know what it is I noticed it but I didn't I always thought like WWE always no. did that. You know what I mean? Because I'm so accustomed to it. So that was really cool. And Triple H like again just the small things, the little details, the little changes. That make WWE so much better over the past few months, as well as the returns. And it's like there's no announcement. Like Tony Khan would have announced it, right? <laughs> We've been impressed. Dave Meltzer would have leaked, leaked it to Meltzer. It's like, hey, we're bringing this back. And Triple H is like, no, I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> people, people who know will know. It'll be cool. And it was. It was great. It's a great detail, and it made it so much better. It it, it really did. I love it. It's. And also, uh, you know what actually kicked in for me when I was like, oh, crap, it's a takeover? It was the minimal amount of matches on the card. Yes, six Six matches. matches Six matches. No fluff. No fluff. Every match, for better or worse, had time to breathe and tell a story. Excellent pacing. Fantastic match placement. The, The show flowed. I mean, it was... And also, I also ate an edible like an, during the pre-show, and I and I and I and I and I ordered wings, so I was wow. so happy. I was I was just in bliss, dude. I'm not gonna lie, I fell in love with wrestling and watching his show. I was almost like, "Fuck, dude, I should stop working so much so I can watch more wrestling." <laughs> it, it's almost a problem because I really want to stop like watching wrestling pretty hard again. I feel you so it's just like, yeah, like. I really enjoyed it. It was so much okay, fun. What about you? I do regret not. I do regret not going to Extreme Rules. It's yeah, so true. What about you? Did you, did you able, were you able to actually watch Extreme Rules at all? Yeah, I watched all of it, but I watched it while I was working. Mm-hmm. So like, I like. Well, I also wish that like, I had more. I want to watch wrestling like that again. Like I've and I've been very open about like being kind of over wrestling <laughs> the last like all of this year, basically. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. The punk shit and the Jeff Hardy shit really was just like a cherry on top of my shit sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. I have been needing reasons to fall back in love with wrestling. And like Triple H, like taking over was like definitely a 
sign that that could happen again. And then Bray coming back, and then his promo on what SmackDown. Mm. I'm like, I'm in. I yeah, I I, I am in. I, am, I agree I'm completely. In so hard. Like I actually looked. I watched Raw and SmackDown. And I look forward to watching it this week because I wanted to know what he was gonna do. And I know that's like really a really simple take to have, but that's all wrestling takes needs something to bring you in and something to be actually compelling and interesting to watch that brings you back week to week. Whereas like when Vince was still here, I there are only so many times I could see the same match over and over again. And I haven't had that feeling at all mm. in weeks. And all you need is one gateway to bring <clears throat> to bring you back in. And Bray was that gateway for a ton of people. This felt so real. And the crazy thing about this was that we all knew it was Bray. Like, we all yeah. knew. Yeah. And <laughs> well, we thought it was Alistair for a half okay. a second. Well, I, I get I thought it was Alistair, too, for a half a second. I would have exploded. But we all, like, at, at, eventually we all figured out, okay, it's Bray, and it still got that reaction. Yeah. Unbelievable. It, they told you without yeah. telling and you. the yeah. promo that he put on that following Friday was a shoot, by the way. Say, hey, man, this, this is a side. I, I, oh, this is a side. I haven't revealed myself, man. It's like, yeah, man, yeah. It was it was great, and then it was it was weird though. It was weird how they cut it off. Oh yeah, with that random with that newest character to, to end the show. Yeah. Which means the story's not over yet, which is a good thing. No, of course it's 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 interesting. It's creative. It's different. I'm here for it. See where it goes. I'm here for it. I love the visual of his return about how he is essentially, from what I gathered from it and watching it a couple of times, he killed off all of his past characters. Yeah, you know that's why the Firefly Funhouse was so like dormant and damp, and all the characters are there. He's killing it off, and he's coming with this newer creation of some sort, whatever it is. And it could be it's just him, you know. Part of me though is it's like, man, don't don't give the marks this much credit, man. They're gonna <laughs> don't don't give them an inch. They're gonna take a mile. Don't do it. Fuck, did it. <laughs> but it was so good because it was just whoever came up with it, the placement of all the characters around the crowd, the song, it being in Philly, which is very marky. Um, it was a perfect return. Perfect return. Yeah. He looks happy, yeah. too. I love his hair. 400 days. Over 400 days he had not done a thing. Um... So it was it was crazy. Yeah, it, it's that also is true, Mr. Fretz. Welcome, Mr. Fretz. He's fighting his demons. The puppets are his demons slash his past, which would make sense. Which has made made a made a lot of sense. And I'm happy he's back because I I do know, and if anybody followed Bray, you do know that when Brody passed away, that really took a toll on his psyche. For a very, yeah, very of course. long time. So, but I'm happy that he's happy he's back and now he can instantly be back in the picture, especially because the last time we saw him, he was in the universal title picture with Roman and company. And so this could be another foil to Roman and the bloodline, which would be very, very interesting story. I don't know if I'll do that, but we'll see what happens. But moving along, let's go through some of the card on the extreme, or almost all the matches on the extremes card, starting off with the fight pit. Uh, which I thought was very well done from the first time. we've Woo! <laughs> Wow. <laughs> A lot. Oh, no, the fight no, pit. I, sorry, I thought I was sorry. I thought it was the, uh, the, the, the Donnybrook. Donnybrook. No, the we'll fight pit? Donnybrook. Oh, my lord. 
But the fight pit was great. I love Daniel Cormier as a no-nonsense referee. Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, the no-nonsense was good. He counted a little fast. He... You know, the, the sign of a good ref is one you don't, one you can't recognize, right? The one you forget yeah. is there. Uh, DC made his presence felt, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I don't know. I didn't think it was great. You know what it was? Uh, you think it was because I think they, I mean, they were the de facto main event, sure, but they weren't the, they weren't the why everybody was there for at the end. Like, Triple H made you yeah. work for Bray, which is the what the right thing to do. Um, yeah. But it did seem a little bit rushed. But also, to me, it felt like it was just a UFC fight in a different name. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the match was great. I, I love the no ropes. Um, I was thinking, damn, it kind of needs some weapons, though. I don't think it needs... It depends. I mean, they're, giving, they're literally giving this to Riddle as his, like, this is your signature match. Type yeah, of thing, which I I get, <laughs> you know. I thought he legitimately broke his tailbone coming off that cage oh, too. Time, yeah, I thought he fucked. Him. I thought he fucked yeah. himself up. I was like, yeah, your back or your ass or something is just Displaced not right. <laughs> something. <laughs> yep, something is no bueno. But I was talking to uh, I was talking to Charles. Shout out to Charles, by the way. Shout out to Charles. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, he was talking about. Hi, Charles. He was talking about how how Daniel Cormier being the only no nonsense official could be his character because it's believable like like it's when, believable. He, yeah. when he put riddle and Seth up against the wall and he was like don't touch me like you know what happens if you touch me like he he played it well which i thought was cool um but i loved the match and they got out of there it was a good match okay did you watch the fight pit i did watch the fight pit i enjoyed it I enjoyed it yeah. um but I was very caught up at work. I did. I didn't get to watch it the way I wanted to because I was like caught up. Yeah, yeah, no, I While it. I was watching the fight pit. Yeah, no, it was good, but I was like so super busy at work. Yeah, no, no, I definitely get it. So fight pit was. But great. I liked it. I thought it was really. No, I thought it was good too. It's something I can definitely keep. I I love it. I love how they pretty much pimped it out essentially from what it was in NXT. Where like they gave it like lights <laughs> all around. The it got an en- it got an entrance. <laughs> yeah. Because for a while, I was like, how the fuck are we going to do this? Like, I remember all the fight people yeah. was constructed. I was like, how the hell are we going to do it? And I saw, I was like, oh, they did a really good job. <laughs> and it's a tall structure. It's a tall structure, but good. Riddle wins, obviously. Um, and then Seth gets his kind of one-ups later on uh, well, the next fucking night in Brooklyn, which we will get to. Uh, but moving on to... Probably the best told story of the entire night, in my opinion. You have the I Quit match, Edge, Finn Balor, with all of the shenanigans, and a returning Beth Phoenix. Oh, I want that match so bad. <laughs> Beth, Beth and Rhea. Oh my god. Dude, that is, I was getting the lotion. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Kay, 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 please, you go off first before I go off. I want them to crush each other. I want mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley to crush Beth Phoenix with her thighs. Mm. Give me what I want. Yeah. Yes, what about the match? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the I Quit match was probably my favorite match of the show. Uh, again. I wish I wasn't working when I watched this pay-per-view. And mm. I'm like... 
bummed about it because I've like gotten so used to like watching half being able to watch wrestling. Yeah. That now that like it requires my attention again, I'm at a loss. Yeah, you're gonna have to learn to adjust. But let me ask you a question, Kay. Did you see Finn Balor's entrance? I did. God, what a fucking disgust! It was aw- That was that I was bad. It. I don't care. I love the random mass BS. Like I thought it was just. It was different. I liked it. I also liked the re- the the remix on his um, on his oh Gimp Balor. You mean? Yeah, it was. I don't remember. It was this like, it's like he might as well call him Zed. <laughs> Zed is dead, baby. Zed is dead. I was just like, what the fuck are you wearing? It was it was that was really Kanye dumb. Kanye West Balor. Yes, it was the con. Kanye West Balor. Wow. To a T. Uh, but this I Quit match was. A lot better than expected for me because I didn't. I didn't picture Beth getting involved. I should have seen it coming, honestly. Because how else do you get Edge to quit? Yeah, you 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 you, you, you threaten to to hit Beth in the head with a chair, and then he quits, and you fucking do it anyway. And then you do it anyway. Yeah. No, like it was. It was well told. It was slow, slow pace. Picked up in the middle. Great finish. Great story. Yeah. The Dom kicking the balls was great. You know, Dom beating the fuck out of Ray was amazing. <laughs> like, I I could watch Dom beat up Ray Mysterio for three hours. That's that's oh, that's that's WrestleMania Night One for me and the pre-show. Dom <laughs> beat up Ray and has been beating up Ray so badly that one he's gotten some crazy heat from everywhere he goes. And he beat AJ Styles. He got lucky. <laughs> Do this and um, yo, I felt the same way. And um. He forced Ray to go to SmackDown. Good. He should be on SmackDown. Fine with me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, Frank. Hi, Frank, who's joining us on the show right now. Frank Tortellini is joining us. Yes, ready for your Halloween, Frank. Although, are you upset we're not getting a Ray Dom match? Save it for Mania. I think it's coming. Save it for Mania. Okay, save it. Save it. it. Okay, that's fine with me. All right, as long as we get it eventually. Move him over to SmackDown to let it kind of let it go away for a while. Dom eliminates him at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Set up Ray Dom. It's in California. Yes. Like, how do you not... You know <laughs> yeah. How do you not do Ray Dom in California? Like, it has to happen. You, you know, it's like... We're gonna have a San Diego street fight, oh, Dom. Don't even <laughs> say that. That's what's gonna happen. It is what's gonna happen. Um, apparently, there's gonna be no pay-per-view between Survivor Series and the Rumble, and I'm really excited. Very good. They can't. They canceled day one. Don't tell Charles that. No, Don't tell Charles that he wanted I actually liked day one. <laughs> I actually liked day one. It was I a clever day, idea for a pay per view. I liked day one too, but I just saw the other day that they they're canceling day one, so they're not going to have anything from the Survivor Series to Royal Rumble. Like, give kind of like an AEW vibe, and I'm here for it. But also, but also that's fine. Good. I don't. Need a the Royal show. Rumble should kick off the new the new the year. year. Um, Charles, hey, hey, Charles is here, and he's he just he just revealed the news to Charles. Charles. He said, "Fucking criminal." (laughs) 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 But you're not going to day one. (laughs) And number two, after Survivor Series, no one cares about a wrestling pay per view unless it was Starcade, and even that didn't do well. Yeah, dude, they're like, hey, maybe the December pay per view will be a Christmas gift, (laughs) and for a few people, it was, but not enough. So, uh, like, whatever. It's fine. Survivor Series and Royal Rumble begins 
gives a little bit more credence to Survivor Series, hopefully. Uh, moving along from this I Quit match, which again was fucking phenomenal, will the opening match Brook have fun talking about that? Dude, it was fun! It was a fun triple threat, like, tornado tag match with barrels and barrels and shit. <laughs> I have never been more high on Sheamus than any ever. It's just like, wow. <laughs> and, 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 and Walter, so you guys know I'm not a huge fan of Walter or Gunther, but this these trio, dude, they're phenomenal. I even like the name Butch now. Like, it all fits. I, I, for, I have forgiven Ridge Holland for injuring Big E. Like... <laughs> Everything about this is just over. It was just, they just beat the fuck out of each other. They got like 25 minutes. It might have been the longest match on the card. <laughs> it's great. I don't think I would forgive Ridge Holland for injuring Big E, but I understand what you're going for. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you, you know, I'm glad there's no heat on you. <laughs> you're talented. <laughs> he is really talented. I was really excited about him. And then everything just kind of like... Well, yeah, he almost um, killed Big E, and that was bad. Uh, that was really bad. That was very bad. Yeah. But these guys put on a fucking show. Sheamus, this is this might be, and it's really weird to say because Sheamus again has a Hall of Fame career, and no one really knows it. Um, He's underrated as fuck. He is, but this might be Sheamus's best rivalry he's ever been in. It's it's like the past few months has been his best run, I the agree. most over for yeah, sure. This is my favorite era of Sheamus. Ever. This is my favorite era, era of Sheamus too. Yeah, all we're missing is Pat McAfee screaming "Fight Night" every time they come out. Oh, I, yeah, Michael Cole's trying, trying to do it. I, I do. I will say this. I will tell you. I will say this. Michael Cole at Extreme Rules was unbelievably awesome. Yeah. yeah. Great. Dude, you know what it is? You know what it is, Michael Cole? Michael Cole has been allowed to like give wrestling, wrestling, wrestling history facts. And it's just like, oh, this is so cool to know. Well, Vince is like, no one knows who that is, pal. But like, who cares? It's like, it's like this history facts. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm, I'm also talking about in particular when, um, what was it? He went, he went off on Dom for beating up Ray. <laughs> yeah. That's your father for Christ's sake. <laughs> I think he's having so much fun. Come on! Without Vince in his ear. What's up? Okay. I said I think he's having so much fun without Vince in his fucking ear. Oh like, yeah, Michael absolutely. Cole can finally breathe. Absolutely. And I don't hate Michael Cole now. Yeah, when he did the first ever UK tournament and, and Cole was in in his ear, and I think um, I guess Trips was running that show, the first ever UK tournament. He was fucking yeah. fantastic. Amazing. Absolutely, like, unbelievable. Like, oh, wow, you're, you're an actual broadcast journalist, Michael Cole. Good job. Um, so let's move on as we keep moving down. This, Bianca and Bailey, the first ever singles women's ladder match, because Money in the Bank doesn't actually count as, I guess, a ladder match in the, in the, uh, gen- in the more regular generic sense. Uh, but this match was good. I liked it. It was a good... Start. You had the two best people that you probably could have in your women's division do this ladder match, and hell of a finish. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was fun. The the, the KOD with the ladder was a little like, like come on, but it, good finish. But it's kind of it's like, why is Bailey just hanging on to this ladder? <laughs> <laughs> like you you could just get off. <laughs> it's a half ladder. Like you know, in a realistic. I think so. Yeah, it was a half ladder. So in like in a realistic sense, it's kind of just like what, but. The visual was cool. Bianca is such a fucking star. Like, it's 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 crazy. I, I'm going to keep saying it. She's a fucking star. And the match was fun. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, yeah it was good. Original, right person won. Uh, Kay, what were your thoughts on the ladder match? Did we lose you, Kay? I keep getting... You guys keep cutting out, so I'm missing half of what you guys are saying, so I'm trying to, like, figure out everything that's going on contextually. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I we know. Were... I heard Bianca and fun, and I'm going to agree with that because I agree that Bianca and uh, Bailey had a really fun match, um, and I want to see... I want to see them in a fight pit. Ooh. Ooh. A fight pit? That'd be fun. Ronda's the enforcer. Honestly, I really want Rhea in a female fight pit if I had my choice, but <laughs> my sapphic wish list grows. <laughs> it's very true. It is almost Christmas. It is almost Christmas. Um, that's true. We gotta have go through Thanksgiving first. Let's move on, folks. Uh, to speaking of Rhonda and Sapphic and really Sapphic endings, uh, you had Rhonda and Liv Morgan. Rhonda beating down Liv Morgan to take. The SmackDown Women's title, but Liv ending up winning at the end because Ronda sat on her face and she passed out on the smile. And so I don't know a better ending than that, to be honest with you. Uh, Liv got murdered. Yeah. Absolutely murdered. It just, it just looked like when she, it was time for a comeback, she, like she, just, she went out of gas. She looked, she looked like she looked like she had trouble swinging a, like a kendo stick or a bat or whatever she was swinging. Gas. Like the, the hits or the chair, yes. the hits just looked so weak. Like, I was just like... Yes, that is a big Liv Morgan problem, I think. I mean, when it comes to chairs, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like most women, like, maybe like other than Bianca or like Nia Jax. It's just like, even like Ronda has trouble swinging a chair. It's like they're actually too heavy for them. Which is um, wild when you think of it. Yeah, but... Yeah, Ronda looked good. <laughs> say that. You know what it was yeah. with Ronda? Um... Ron, like, she went through the table, which was a great spot, and then Ronda just didn't let go of the hold. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a UFC fighter, and just locked it in and wouldn't let Liv out of it, which I thought was kind of cool. To, to see. It's like, oh, Ronda went UFC, and I loved Ronda's submit outfit. Like, I, I, I enjoyed her rowdy tribute, but now she's in, like, she's starting to develop her own gear again, which yeah. I think was really, really cool yeah, to I see. Agree. So... What were your thoughts on that sapphic ending, K. Murphy? I mean, I love a good sit on his face and pass out kind of moment. So I think it ended exactly as it should have. <laughs> but honestly, if, if, Liv Morgan, if Liv Morgan actually won, I think I would have had a mental breakdown. Because I wouldn't have believed it. You know what it is now? Liv, Liv Morgan, especially after her little crazy bout on SmackDown, I really feel like Liv Morgan is in her Jeff Hardy era. Just getting mm. beat down and jumping off of high things for no fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, because Pops. pops. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. I feel like Liv is trying is trying to get get her Jeff Hardy on. I'm down with that. Yeah, I, I'm down with it. She's trying. So yeah, she's she's trying, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to probably the most unentertaining yet still kind of entertaining match in the Extreme Rules card. We had the strap match between Karrion Cross and Drew. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I already forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. 
I did love Karrion Cross being an absolute dick and not putting on the strap for like the first half of the match. Yeah, it was a fine finish. Fine. He, he, uh, Drew got hit with legit pepper spray, which kind of sucked for him. <laughs> Big fan of Scarlet. She, she, that that Sable cosplay she did was amazing. That is that what that was? I was trying to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> the Sable's like lion roar was, a tiger roar, uh, I mean, or whatever. It's one one uh, one one. By the way, oh, was it a panther? I thought it was a panther roar or something like that. It might have been a black. It might have been yeah. a black panther. Sex panther. It was a sex yeah, panther. That makes sense. That makes sense. It was like a. It was like a uh, panther roar and like a whip, right? Or <laughs> <laughs> something like. Yeah, and whip. the whip. <laughs> Somehow that got past censors. And then fucking Mark Merrow came up. <laughs> we're like, boo. <laughs> bad for Mark Merrow. Not only like he was legit married to Sable, and then Brock came in and took her. Apparently, him and Brock are really good friends, which, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to have issues, you're not going to have a life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mark Rowe got cucked by Brock Lesnar. I'm not mad at him for it. I don't blame him at all. Literally. You know what? You know what? It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, it's not. not. It's yeah, not your it fault. Is, it is, it's not your fault. Um, anywho, that was the six matches. I can't believe we had a six-match pay-per-view or premium live event, and it was that fucking good. It was that fucking Would you? Well, would you give us a 10 out of 10? No, I think I gave it a 9. Yeah. Yeah, Liv and the Balor Mascus didn't do it for me, and the strap match was okay. Okay, Murphy, what, do you, what are your final thoughts on Extreme Rules, now that you've seen it? Uh, I loved it. It was the great, it was a great pay-per-view to get me back into wwe like that so i also am giving it a nine yeah. franklin is also giving it a nine. Oh my god he's on the microphone <laughs> yeah frank so sorry, franklin everyone. break the fourth wall right now tell us your thoughts <laughs> what if he is fine <laughs> <"Ow!" laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> he goes, actually ricky i actually think it was a great match fuck yourself <laughs> oh my god <laughs> feels very strongly about this pay-per-view being a nine so much so that he needed to take the right that's so, perfectly oh. fine with me thank you for your insight frank i'm gonna give it a nine oh, five he because the microphone. oh we're getting close i'm gonna give it a nine five because Bray's return was so fucking good that it elevated <laughs> everything else on the card um in and of itself but i wish i hope they keep the style of extreme rules for a couple of years now where it's just gimmick match after gimmick match and letting each match breathe because this is a fantastic form like it went six matches went three hours by the way i don't <laughs> mind extreme rules as a pay-per-view I, I, I hope they get rid of elimination chamber as a hell pay-per-view i hope they get rid of hell in a cell as a pay-per-view that's like how don't have gimmick pay-per-views have gimmicks on pay-per-views yes, i think it makes for a much better experience it does it does it's, it's better storytelling yeah. too it really is so let's move on from extreme rules and by the way before we do that this is if you guys haven't seen it already, they revealed the WrestleMania 40 logo. Yo, they it's brought so back the Roman numerals. By the way, they revealed this right before Extreme Rules. It's in Philadelphia Coliseum. Oh, they did bring back they the Roman numerals on the bell. XL, <laughs> hell yeah, baby! Beautiful. I can't wait for this. It's going to be an absolute madhouse. Yeah, I would have preferred Philly's colors, but they're playing in Eagle Stadium, so yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Fantastic. That jersey's gonna be probably dope. Dave probably has one on layaway already. Uh, nah, dude, Dave's a Cowboys fan. You you think, alright, so you really think 
that Dave is not is going to pass getting a WrestleMania 40 jersey just because he's a Cowboys fan. Yes. I yeah. Honestly, I don't know. He's a, he's a really big Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm a Giants fan, and I'm unsure if I can get one. Like, Dylan used to live in Philly, lived in Philly for a long time, so we were, like, talking about it the other day. And I'm like, I couldn't live there. I'm a Giants fan. Like, they would shoot me on sight. No, you would. All right, Kay. I went through the city of Philadelphia less than a week after the Yankees beat the Phillies in 2009 with my Yankee jacket that had all the World Series patches <laughs> on it. And I was going through South Philly getting a cheesesteak, and I am still here. You should went through West Philly. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Will Smith. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think you'll be fine, Kay. I still got served by cheesesteak, although they were reluctant at first. <laughs> Kay, just stay in a gay neighborhood. You'll oh, be that's fine. That's Center City, Phil. You'll be fine. That is yeah, center city, center city, center city, easy for me to say, Philly, Absolutely amazing, fantastic. incredible. I still think we should all get a party house for me. Oh, no, that's that's definitely in the plans. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, dude, we have to buy, we have to buy plane tickets, so our budget is open. <laughs> Wide open. We'll get a ball, let's get a baller-ass house in the game. Dude, Ricky, I trust you. What if we said we're staying here? I'm not going to question. I know you need to show me the pictures. I was, I was like, okay. <laughs> this is where we're the man just knows how to travel. It's incredible. Yeah, I've been doing it for a very, very long time. I'm still trying to get that oh, out. Oh, no. I... Hmm? Can you finish that sentence? I also am pretty good at finding like Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely start working I on it, but I, let me... Uh, find cute Airbnbs. That's very true. We do need to find good Airbnbs. But, you know, I'm definitely going to work on it, but let me... <laughs> I'm still trying to get to L.A. That's still a pipe dream. Yeah, dude, we got a, we got a year and a half. We got a yeah. year and a half, so we have some... We have a ridiculous amount of time. To to LA. It is potentially possible. Charles and I might go out to L.A. for uh, the SoFi Stadium and still hold it on. Um, so we're going to see what happens with that. But moving along with that, uh, some... I'm going to another wedding next year so now i really really can't go to <laughs> i am too my cousin's getting married <laughs> I, my part i'm going to like two weddings like for my partner's family next like in march and april and then Damn. may i'm gonna be in new orleans and then july is the wedding i'm, I'm yeah you so just I'm save like, up yeah, for yeah, philly okay just save up for philly i want to go ham in philly instead oh oh we are <laughs> we are Anywho, moving on to some AEW news. John Moxley was reported last week to have signed an extension, a five-year extension Dang. with AEW, where as part of his ex contract, he uh, also has the ability to become more of, take more of a backstage role, uh, as well as coach some of the younger talent as well. Okay, so first first things first, because the same thing with Jericho. Okay, um, get to Jericho, too. It's not technically an extension um, because he has new roles and responsibilities. It's a brand new contract. Okay, because I know because, we're right, like, it as an extension. Yeah, so they're calling it an extension, but in reality, like, if you get an extension but get a whole new job... It's like a promotion. Yeah, it's no, a new contract. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a promotion. Since it's a contractor, it's... it's so he's, he's signing a five-year deal starting now, so it's... I don't know how much of his deal he had left, but... That, that's per Zarian because that's just business business yeah. jargon. But yeah, he's there for another five years, which for AEW to sign these two guys for an extended period of time, one, incredibly smart because it just, it's such a sign of your locker room that's, listen, guys, these are our leaders. We're sticking it, we're sticking it out, like a little, little bit of tough patch here. But 
Like these, these are your guys. These are your leaders. This, this is exact. This is exactly the kind of good press that AEW needed right now. It's it's a big it's a big big sign to the wrestling world saying, hey, our top two guys are sticking with this company. They have faith in this company. Don't give up on us. Yeah, yeah, it's a good turn. Also, Jericho, your current ROH champion, which I'm really mad they got rid of that new ROH title one with the pure title, whatever it is, what it is. Also, signing a deal which which um will allow him to take more of a role in creative as well as be a producer uh, as well. Yeah. Which I actually went back and forth with my friend about this. I was like, I don't like this. And he's like, why don't you like it? It seemed to have worked out uh, over time before. I was like, really? When Kevin Nash was in control? <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan Hulk was in control? Well, <laughs> you know. I mean, but Jericho's also in his 50s, right? He knows his days are numbered. Like, but then again... Have you heard interviews with him, like, talking about how he carried AEW on his back? And, like, he's got a pretty, pretty, he's got a pretty big ego. Which, don't get me wrong, everything he says is correct, but it's just like, all right, guy, like, how about some humility here? It's just like, you also, you also had the elite, all right? Like, let's not forget that. You had Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. Remember those guys? Like, yeah, you were champ, but, like, that's it. And so that that's my concern is that he's getting this now. I don't know when this new his new roles take effect, obviously, but I'm concerned that he's still a act still an active wrestler. And then something we've talked about on the show before about how it's hard to be an active wrestler and still try to do backstage roles, i.e. the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, the list goes on and on. Dude, it's Dusty yeah. Rhodes. It's it's the for, it's the forbidden fruit in wrestling. Yeah. It really fucking is. Like it, you can do it, but Tony Khan or a Vince McMahon needs to have the final veto power. Like, you can have your own ideas and produce other talent, but when it comes to me booking you, I have the final say, and you can go fuck yourself otherwise. Yeah, that- I think that's the proper way to do it. Like, you like you can't you can't book yourself, dude. It's impossible. It's like Congress re- regulating themselves. It's not going to end well <laughs> for us. <laughs> it's not going to end well for anybody other than themselves. Yeah. So that that is my big concern about like I'm I'm glad they're signing extensions because obviously everybody needs jobs, um, but my yeah. concern is you are active. They're both champions, which is fine. You run to resign your champions. That's a cool. That's a great sign. It's good press, like you said. Well, but these backstage roles, what do they take effect? And are you still going to be that prominent in the in the you know in the spotlight of the show and still have these backstage roles? It like it's really hard. I mean, Jericho's great on TV, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I watched Simon Dalton Castle last night, which, by the way, entrances were fantastic. Dalton Castle, one of the best entrances I've seen in a very, very long time on AEW Dynamite. Oh. I mean, Jericho can still wrestle, too. Don't yeah, get me wrong. That Judas effect at the end yeah. of the match was fucking, was fucking great. Um, but it's just, I, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm reserved. for More so for Jericho than Mox. Um, cause I, I honestly think Mox handled himself a lot better than people give him credit for. <laughs> to be completely honest, but Jericho, it's, eh, it is what it is. But moving on with the other AEW news, is there anybody else besides me that actually watched this MJF and Regal promo from last night? I didn't. This I was, was a masterclass in storytelling. I've heard of it, in though. promo yeah. work, and the fact that most of this was a shoot, or that I believed it to be a shoot, just because of how well MJF sold every line. And someone on this broadcast actually did 
uh, no MGF in his very youthful time. And so MGF essentially tells the story about how he went to an open tryout won by Regal and Malenko and someone else um, at the Barclays Center before a WWE event. Adam Pierce, run by Malenko, Pierce, ah. and Regal. You know, he's 19 years old. Uh, he gets he he's lining up with people. He's uh, he's doing a tryout match after his tryout match. Apparently, he did really well in at the age of 19. Rigo pulls him aside and says, "Come with me." Rigo sits him down uh, in a separate room and says, "You have three minutes to sell me about why should we why should we sign you?" You know, um, and he's whatever MJF does his MJF spiel. Corn MJF, by the way, which Regal does not deny in this promo whatsoever. Um, and Regal is aghast. He's in shock. He's very impressed. He said, "How old are you?" And MJF said, "I'm 19." And Regal said, "Oh, you're a little bit too young for us to sign at the time, regardless of the fact that years ago the Hardy Boys were like 18 fucking years old." 16 yeah they lied about their age to to get contracts in and of itself uh tyler bay was also ridiculously young as well i totally agree pete dunn so on and so forth be it as it may regal says you're a little bit too young yeah. but what i need you to do is to every month send me a video of a match and a pro a video of you cutting a promo and I will, you know, try to keep tabs on you. And so he tells the story about he did it for one month, and Regal got back to him very politely. Second month, Regal got back to him very politely. Third month, Regal essentially tells him to fuck off. Um, and that, you know, things changed in WWE, and they're not hiring talent, you know, straight up the Indies. Like, you have to pretty much start to make a name for yourself. That's the way that it was going at the time, which which sounds about right, because this was seven years ago. NXT was just about to be on the rise, and what did NXT do? They started signing a bunch of indie town, well known, prominent names, and at that time, MJF yeah. wasn't a prominent name. <laughs> yeah, you know what got me about this promo was that MJF literally pulled out the email on his cell phone. And he wasn't him remembering. Oh, wild! He read the email on his cell phone in front of a smirking William Regal. By the way, he's like, "Yeah, I did that." <laughs> and what really got to me is that MJF is on the brink of literal real tears. He's turning red, and he goes, "Really? Yeah." Because he's what? like, stop laughing at me. This is real right now. And he says, I read this. Every... He goes, after I read that, he went on about how he was heartbroken. And he started to not believe in himself to the point where he said, I almost killed myself because you sent that email to me. I don't believe Ooh, that. I don't... You, you have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> You have to watch because I I remember watching me like oh wow I was like whoa, 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 whoa this might be a little bit too much here MJF um, and they go back and forth um, and Regal's like well consider yourself lucky that you got an email that broke your heart you weren't like and Regal's like you weren't sixteen or seventeen with no family trying to fight your way into 
people give you some sort of time. Regal's telling his own backstory. I gave him business, <laughs> you know. Um, and and he's like, if he's like, consider yourself lucky that you only got this email and stuff. He's like, you know what? He's like, I did that to you on purpose because I wanted to see you actually essentially grow a pair and finally take what's yours and stop taking the shortcut way out. And it's, and Regal's like, the only reason I use this bracket level is because I needed to you know find a way to survive. And so Regal essentially says. You know what? Here's your chance to like stop taking shortcuts. If you want something, go and fucking take it. And Regal turns around and is pretty much like hit me. And the psychology of the promo was great because MJF still thinks of Regal as this unattainable authority that MJF is frozen and he can't hit Regal. Oh. Even though Regal's like punch me and then Regal's like exactly what I thought. And walked. Oh, yeah. got <laughs> And amazing. walked out. Um, and you just see MGF totally just—he's frozen. Like it's—it's it's almost like he's back to that nineteen-year-old kid again. And Regal just turned on him. He's like, "Fuck! <laughs> I haven't learned anything." Exactly. <laughs> it is a masterclass in promo and storytelling work, which leads to the end of Dynamite. Which we'll talk about what happened at the end of Dynamite, but at the end of Dynamite, after the main event, which was Mox versus Hangman for the title, MJF comes running out with the ch- with the fucking poker chip that he won, and a ref. Okay, and you're like, oh crap, is MJF going to fight Mox for the title right now? A bloodied up Mox, which is like Moxie is essentially the new Cody Rhodes. After every match is going to be bloody. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, Moxie did that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then MGF, right before the bell rings, he walks out of the ring, because he's, he's not even in any gear, goes out of the ring and shoves the chip in Regal's chest. And he's pretty much like, for once, I'm not going to take the shortcut anymore. He's like, Mox, I'm going to tell you when I'm coming. I'm cashing in my chip at full gear. Your main event of full gear in New Jersey is Mox versus it. MJF. For the oh. AEW world title. But I have to go. That is November 19th, but it's the week before Thanksgiving. Hate... <laughs> Jesus. I hate the production, but I need to go. Are we losing you, Kay Murphy? I need to be there when MJF wins. <laughs> what if he I... loses? We Kay, you know what? I will I will make I'll make huh? an attempt to go to, to full gear with you at the rock. And you know what's great? I will be on Long Island earlier that day. Will you? Yes. I mean, because I have I have a I have a bridesmaid dress fitting thing. Oh, uh, where at? On Long Island. Ooh. Um, St. James. Oh, you'll be by me of someone. You'll be north, but we'll figure it out. We'll talk yeah, about so we'll talk about on the on the post we show. Can, we can actually, uh, and I work the next day, but not until three o'clock. I can do it. Yeah, we could. Can you say it's the nineteenth. You said so. whatever, yeah, whatever the week before yeah. Thanksgiving is, but week it's the week before Survivor Series. I could probably go. Yeah. Tickets, tickets, tickets that shouldn't yeah, be too expensive. I mean, it's, yeah, it's also the, the Rock's also a great place to get to see an event at. Although the one time I saw a wrestling event was that backlash, like that backlash event. If they want to come. Yeah, that backlash <laughs> yeah, event. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. The one that everyone hates. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. Um... But yeah, no, this is a mass. This when you get a chance, watch this whole thing. It's beautiful. 
this is one of the best promos I've ever seen. Um, speaking of which, after that, before that, before you know, MGF said what the main event of Fulger was, we had a very very scary moment in the Moxley and Hangman Page uh, championship bout, uh, where the bout had to end early because Hangman Page almost died. And this is the uh, official release from AEW Wrestling saying Hangman Adam Page was taken tonight by medical personnel to Cincinnati Trauma Center and diagnosed with a concussion. The Cincinnati Trauma Center has got a lot of famous people going for concussions. You had Tua was there. Um, Tua Tungabailoa was there. Dude, Tua's still there. <laughs> Tua Tungabailoa. <laughs> and you have Hangman Adam Page within like a three-week period. Uh, he was discharged. Uh, he was diagnosed with a concussion. Discharged but remained in AEW's concussion protocol. Uh, we're grateful for an exemplary response, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So if anybody sees this, Hangman Adam Page went to take a clothesline from Moxley. And he went to exaggerate the clothesline like some wrestlers do by essentially flipping himself in the air. Well, he got hit a little bit too hard with that clothesline and was knocked unconscious midway through the air and landed on his neck. Oh. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah, no bueno. Yeah. Yeah, and so they stopped the match like, immediately. Okay? What's up? He's like, okay, though? Apparently, according to, according to this. Um, but he, it looked nasty. It looked real nasty. They, they thankfully, oh. doctors were there. They stopped it immediately. AEW's learning. Um, they stopped it immediately. <laughs> yeah, they did a med- medical stoppage, yeah. which, you know, it sucks for the end of, a, end of a big match like that. AEW is, like, fucking cursed, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they can't their main events do it's the EC it's WCW all over again. They can't get their main events yeah. right. What saved them though was Mox knew how to flip it on a on like they called the match. Mox took the mic. John Moxley took the mic, wished hangman Adam Page like a speedy recovery, blah 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 blah. He literally said, Well, we still have more time in the show and the Yankees didn't go to overtime, so where's MJF? <laughs> that's funny that's funny and good audible yeah. good audible that's why they gave him five yeah. years dude yeah and mjf came out they did the ending where he's like i'm gonna go on full gear blah 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 and then so and it saves the ending of dynamite the that that ability to turn like that which is something that mox learned um and he did it really well he saved the ending um like i said hopefully hangman adam page is Six is going to recover, but it's it's a nasty, nasty, nasty bump if you ever see it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, it's it's rough. I I feel so bad for Hagman too. He's been getting such a shit end of the stick lately too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Buried buried by Punk, injured by Mox, and he lost his title for no reason. It turns yeah. out. Yeah. Oh man, I I hope he I hope he gets better because he he is a talents. <laughs> yeah, he's a generational talent, a for sure. Talent. Uh, moving on to another thing that happened a couple weeks from now. WWE said, fuck it, we're going to do whole different announce teams for each show. So, so I don't like so, it. I don't so like them. Raw, we have Kevin Patrick, um, Corey Graves, your two announce teams. Byron Saxon got moved backstage. Mike Rome is still your, um, your ring announcer. And we got Kathy Kelly coming back, which is fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, on SmackDown, we have Michael Cole, Wade Barrett moves from NXT 
all the way up to SmackDown. Kayla Braxton is still there. Thank God, Samantha. Oh, my boo. I love <laughs> her. Irving's ring announcer, Megan Moran, another backstage person as well. Uh, this is all, I think, temporary while Pat McAfee is doing his football stuff, which he's really, really good at. And then on NXT, you have your same ring announcer, your same backstage. Oh, dig it! Joseph and Ducky, quack, quack. It is Booker T, baby. <laughs> back announcing which i still believe is temporary i hope um until pat i don't know dude back. so what are, uh, will you <laughs> you have some comments on these announced teams dude i don't like kevin patrick like i just i don't know what it is it's just like i feel like he secretly has a dirk a darty dirk's dark and dirty secret that <laughs> like remember like remember like uh I don't know. I don't know. Like, like he sent dick pics to a seventeen-year-old or something. Like <laughs> something, something bad. Something like bad, but not like too like bad. Like he's, he's hot. Yes, yes. Face fuck me, Phillips, dude. Like he's got a dirty little secret. I don't know what it is, but hear me now. Quote me later. And I fucking don't like Kevin Patrick. I, I'm wrong. It's just like, dude. I just, I don't. I don't like his voice. Don't like him. Uh but I love Corey Graves on Raw. Um, SmackDown's better. I like. I think Wade Barrett, and Michael Cole is a better combo than I give them credit for. The backstage all fine. I would do. I would have done Byron and Corey Graves as a one-two. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Vic Joseph is great, and Booker is very hit or miss. So yeah, I, I I do believe Booker is only here temporary. I think Wade. I think Booker leaves. Wade goes back to NXT, and Pat goes back to SmackDown when Pat returns. Yeah. Yeah, when Pat yeah. comes back. Yeah, I that's fine. A... I'm fine with a two-man booth, honestly. Two man booths I don't mind a three, board. but two two works better, but I'm fine with three. Three's okay. You know, and the, the big shame with all of this is that you lost Jimmy Smith. Yeah, that is, well, that's not a strike. Yeah, that is a shame. You lost Jimmy Smith, which I thought he was doing a great job. I thought he was doing really good. Yeah, he was much better than the uh, other Adam, guy. Adam <laughs> yeah, he was awful. Because <laughs> like, if you listen to Adnan in baseball, he's fantastic. He just couldn't get wrestling. Yeah. yeah, dude, calling baseball is actually harder than calling <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Um, so you lost Jimmy Smith, and you also secretly lost Nigel McGuinness as well. Yeah, I like Nigel. Oh, was he on NXT? Well, Nigel was doing NXT UK. Oh, he was okay. Also doing uh, Level Up, which is essentially the new Two Hundred Five Live, or you know, but developmental's developmental. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Level Up happens every Friday. Oh. Uh, it goes on during uh, Rampage on Peacock oh. only. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you lost Nigel McGinnis, <laughs> so Nigel's not there anymore, which is a real fucking shame. Um, but yeah, I, the first week I gave Kevin Patrick a chance. I was like, all right, he's not doing bad. And then something happened this week on Monday where I was like, Kevin, you need more enthusiasm when you're making these calls. It feels like he's pretending like he, he's not calling it. It's like, I don't know. It's like he's pretending to be excited. I don't I I don't I don't know what it is with him. He's treating it like a job. <laughs> like, this is, okay, I understand that this, at the end of the day, the the people employed by WWE and AEW they're going to work. I yeah. understand that, but I feel to have a business, uh, have a career both in show business as well as wrestling, you need to have a love and passion for it because it's not for everyone. You're correct. Um, no, you're correct. He needs to go. 
He's also forgettable because when they did the announcement, I'm like, who the fuck is Kevin Patrick? And I'm like, oh, it's the little Irish guy. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I just I just didn't get, like, of all the announcers you had at your disposal, Kevin Patrick? Dude, Vic Joseph would have been great on Raw. Well, no, his, uh, his, his but- wife, his now wife, is the um is essentially the sideline reporter or a backstage reporter for NXT. Oh, so yeah, keep them together. Yeah, he was he he wasn't leaving her. Trust me. Have you seen her, my lord? Yeah, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Although I will say, Vic Joseph is also a really good, um, a really good one-two with Corey Graves on his podcast. Mm. Him and Corey do the After the Bell podcast, which they had Shawn Michaels on last week, which is also a very good one. If you want to listen, like how Sean views NXT. It's also, it's a very, it's a very, very good, very good 45 minute interview that they did with Shawn Michaels, which I thought was pretty dope. So that's a new announced team for now. I think things are going to change uh, as well as a lot of things changed uh, this past two weeks or so in WWE in general. So let's go through, let's go through some madness really quickly. Um, if I may. So not only did you have the NXT uh, people come, the, I mean, not the NXT, the all different announcements. You also had a bunch of things like, for instance, Legado del Fantasma showed up to the main roster and they switched out Selena oh. Vega and Alexa Lopez. I love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I was so excited. Uh, Zelina and all that leather <laughs> on Friday. My God, I was like, this is an act. Sapphic victory for me. It's really no funny here. because I was like, Oh, they made Zelina go blonde. I was like, wow, you really want to make her a New York Puerto Rican, don't you? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, what the hell happened to Alexa Lopez? Like, she was fine. Yeah, but Zelina's better. I get that. Zelina's <laughs> perfect. I get that. Well, you know what it is? They, I, also, I also had this really, really... Also thought I was like, wow, you're just going to make Zelina be with all the other Latino people, aren't you? <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> it's what she's good at. In, when you look back at it and Zelina Vega's rise in WWE, it helped in, It helped Andrade. It did. helped Andrade a shit ton. Andrade was in the shitter in NXT before Zelina showed up. He was in suspenders in like a, a <laughs> fedora. <laughs> But that's why I was so concerned. But that's why I was so concerned about why Zelina, because Santos Escobar, we've said this on the show, uh, especially when all we were all watching NXT pretty heavily, he doesn't need a mic. (laughs) Nope. He doesn't need a mouthpiece. He speaks great English. He's understand. He's a handsome devil and he's super talented. Fucking dresser. (laughs) Like his suit game is amazing. So I was like, why are you putting Zelina with him? I guess notoriety. But I think they're going to be cool. So not only on top it's of that. Huh? It's probably to give them recognition for the folks that don't watch, that never watched NXT that watch SmackDown because no one knows who the fuck they are. I popped really fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny because I was like, I was like Hit Row, who, I'm, who I've been enjoying lately now that I've been able to be Hit Row. And it was like someone came and gave him pretty much like a kick to the face. I was like, who the fuck? I was like, oh, guys in Luchador match? Oh, shit, it's Legato. <laughs> More like, like, gotta go. <laughs> How has no one made that joke before? The show title, like, gotta go. <laughs> well, we- Look out, guys. We, we like, gotta go. See you next week, Taquan. 
Oh, that's a good one. So not only did we have that, on top of a slew of returns, these, this, all these returns and things happened within the last two weeks of... Oh, the Good Brothers? They're we back! Get there. We have this Viking woman showing her back to everybody. His boo, Sarah Logan, is rumored to be returning with the Viking Raiders. Hell yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she hasn't shown her face yet, but it's fucking Sarah Logan, thank God, because Triple H is going to take care of a talent he cultivated in NXT and give them all jobs, because that's blatantly... I mean, he's going he's gonna to take care of all the ones they released so they can't sue Vince <laughs> for a lawsuit. <laughs> so yeah, potentially Sarah Logan coming back. The Good Brother showed up at the Barclays Center, which was unbelievable. I'm so pissed I didn't go. You're pissed. <laughs> You're I pissed. live so close. <laughs> Yo, what was AJ doing the taker pose for? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you always thought Finn Bella had an urn. And going, oh, yes! <laughs> he was supposed to be pledging his allegiance, and then he was like, no, not those brothers. I was go, son of a bitch. Taquan, that somebody is me. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Sarah Logan for it's no reason. <laughs> a chunky white girl, sign me up. <laughs> You know what's crazy about the Good Brothers coming back right now? They also showed up on NXT last night. Last night. Um, yeah. God, just like, I'll pay you. And they're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, sure. Oh okay. <laughs> I love Cameron Grimes. Um, <laughs> okay, here's, okay here's, the, here's the great thing about the Good Brothers right now. Carl Anderson, besides still having a hot Asian wife, is the is the current never open weight champion? Holy shit, he is! <laughs> Carl Anderson is holding what an NJPW it? title right now. <laughs> well, here's the thing, dude. He was scheduled to defend the belt, but it's the same night as Crown Jewel. Yeah, so like, is he oh, dropping? <laughs> I guess he's just gonna vacate it. I guess. Do we think Triple H might let him? I I think Triple H might let him. He should. Well, no, he well, no, he, he has to vacate because he has a match at Crown Jewel. And yeah. He can't be in Saudi and in Japan at the same time. Well, actually, <laughs> if you cut off his head, which they're fond of doing, they could. Highly possible. Carl Anderson is the doctor. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, I <laughs> paging Doctor Stevie. The brothers coming back. I bet you AJ's so happy now. Like AJ's like Triple H. I don't have a direction. You don't worry. Really We're gonna bring in your brothers. <laughs> AJ, AJ's like I have purpose again. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so you have the Good Brothers returning to a great pop at the Barclays Center because it's a Good Brother town. Brock Lesnar showed up later on that night on fucking Raw as well, which was probably the big surprise of that night. And what did Brock Lesnar do? Went to go beat up Bobby Lashley because we're getting Lashley Lesnar. Finally. Like, well, we got him. Again. We got him at SummerSlam, uh, but we're getting Lashley Lesnar. And if you watched Raw this past Monday, they just did what they do best and beat the living shit out of each other. They did. They sure <laughs> did. Will, did you have Brock Lesnar returning this early? No. Not on my bingo card. <laughs> no. I was like, well, Saudi's coming up. They need him. So, yeah, I should have. I thought about it, too. I was like, guys, hey, I'll take a break. He'll be back when whenever. Blah, blah. What was that, Kay? When is Saudi? Uh, Saudi's November 5th, so it's the next big event. 
as you mess with your uh, pipe right there. Uh, so Brock came back to Raw. Seth Rollins became the new United States champion after Brock beat the shit out of Bobby Lashley. <laughs> as I had... As predicted. And the interesting thing about Seth being the United States champion again, which he won in Barclays Center again, um, with help from somebody else again. <laughs> the first time it was Jon Stewart beating up John Cena. Um, and this time it was Brock beating up Lashley. But now we have a legitimate mid-card division because after Seth won, all of a sudden he started getting challenges like like Very Hood Chicago Mustafa Ali, which is a new iteration of his character. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Mustafa has braids now, and he's wearing Tim's. What? I love the hair. <laughs> yeah, but I like this more hardcore Mustafa character where he's like, I'm I'm tired of being overlooked. You're not going to deny me. I'm going to be in your face until someone recognizes me. And I like that character for him because I think it's coming from a real place. Fucking blame Yeah, fair enough. So... I love his hair. Over braids, yeah. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, yeah. still wearing braids? But I was like, all right, whatever. It works. <laughs> whatever, it works. I like him being a foil. I think this sets up a great match at either Survivor Series or Crown Jewel, Seth and Mustafa. Because I think if Seth's doing what he does best, and that means is getting people over, he's going to get Mustafa Ali over again. Yeah. You know. Uh, Someone has yeah. to. <laughs> so... So it's that. Also, Elias came back. <laughs> Yo. Okay. So I need to admit something. Just let it out. Elias is a daddy. Yeah, say it. Oh. No. no, not that. All right, what is I'm it? Boo. Boo. But like, so I was, I often will watch Raw while I'm cooking and cleaning. So I was like fucking cleaning my kitchen. And they make the announcement for prolific, prolific musical artists. And I thought Bad Bunny was coming. And I was so excited. <laughs> and then it was fucking Elias. <laughs> I'm like, he's here. Benito is here. And you got got by the nuts. I miss him. Yo, I, I, was think, I was literally like listening to Bad Bunny the other day like while I was going for a walk. And I'm like, I hope he wrestles soon. I was like genuinely like thinking about how much I miss him on WWE. He'll be back at some point, just not anytime soon. Probably the Rumble? Mm, maybe. Who knows? If they need him. <laughs> but right now, they don't. WWE does not en- need any celebrities at the moment. They are doing just fine. <laughs> I don't think they don't need. Oh, no, they don't need him. I just miss him. Yeah. I genuinely enjoy him. Yeah. I genuinely enjoy the fact that Elias is back and he's still keeping up the gimmick that Ezekiel was a real thing. Yeah, and I also love the fact that he still can't get a song out because everybody keeps interrupting him. <laughs> that won't ever get old. Yes, but now he's part of the mid-card scene too with Seth and Mustafa. You have Seth, Mustafa, Elias, Bobby lurking around the upper mid-card scene. You have a division. It's got a lot of people <laughs> to work with, for sure. It's got a lot of people to work with. Elias is back. Over on NXT, Daddy DeVille showed up with Toxic Attraction as kind of the interim lead as well. Wait, 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 wait. what do you mean? Where's Mandy? Well, Mandy, number one, got engaged. (laughs) Uh, Again. Oh, I knew that. To Tino Sabatelli. So I think she took some time off to, you know. She's marrying Tino Sabatelli? Yes. Good for them. (laughs) 
Listen, Tina's got to stay relevant somehow. His career in wrestling didn't work out. <laughs> so on top of that, Daddy Neville showed up to be part of his toxic attraction storyline, leading into Halloween Havoc, which, by the way, we still haven't talked about just yet. Um, as well. Oh, yeah, and by the way, JBL returned with the new wrestling god known as Baron Corbin. Yeah, that was bizarre. What the fuck was that about? The only thing that was bizarre was JBL's pants. Everyone's been going off of his fucking pants. I think it looks fine. Horrible. Stop it. Yeah, he's overweight. What do you mean? JBL's fat now. No, those pants were. I thought JBL just looked old. He did. I didn't even notice his pants. As old as JBL looked, he tore up the Oklahoma crowd. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. He went in. (laughs) That was amazing. He's even holding that back for a while. (laughs) He's like, I want to tell you guys something. I'm sorry. That we're in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. He literally ripped them. This shit. He goes, Oklahoma wants to go to the SEC. Try the Mac. I was like, wow, you love sports. But what are your thoughts, Murphy, on the new wrestling god known as Baron Corbin? I just don't get why JBL is here. Huh? I didn't like. I just don't get why JBL is here. I Someone's got to get Baron Corbin him. over. By the fa- also, Baron got, Corbin got his first name back. Thank God. Yeah. I'm relieved that once again Baron Corbin's gimmick has changed. I'm glad he's not happy. I'm glad he doesn't look like he's in Miami. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, I like the new look. I think it looks good. Um, I'm guessing he's still like hella rich. Yeah, that's why he's so, with JBL. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, the, I, I hope. But I want Cameron Grimes to, like, um, for them both. Yeah, no, You what you're seeing now in WWE in particular is Triple H's idea of a shared universe. Because if you notice, yeah. a shit ton of NXT talent was showing up on Raw and SmackDown. And vice versa. SmackDown and Raw talent are showing up on NXT. The shared universe idea, I think, works the best for everybody, and I think it's wild to see. Um, it's, well, he also he also wanted to counter program um, a, a dynamite for yeah, being on yeah, Tuesday. You know, MLB playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. It is the Triple H CU. I I do like it. It is the Triple H cinematic universe. Good job, Declan. That's what I always wanted, though. I hated the brand split so much. I liked when you didn't know what show wrestlers were going to show up on, so you tuned. Mm-hmm. But it also benefits um, the NXT stars, because now they get a little bit more of exposure. So you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't. They don't have to do a giant reset every time they come up full time. Like having Cameron Grimes interact with the Good Brothers in a random backstage segment was perfect. How was it? It was hysterical. It was, I'm Cameron Grimes. It was really I'm funny. Cameron Grimes, and I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> and AJ. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, dude. That's what it was. He's like, I hear you guys are a tag team, baby. I need some help with some good sound and NXT. And the gal was just like, you got that rich guy, right? He's like, no, it's crypto. He's like, yeah, it's crypto, but you know. <laughs> To the moon! <laughs> and AJ's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They're like, listen, he's got money, right? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna go. And, Triple H- and AJ's like, god fucking damn it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's hilarious. What's not to love? <laughs> so good. And then what they did on 
Cameron Grimes. He was great. So Cameron Grimes has the money and he's, he waves it in front of Luke Gallows' face and Gallows is like sniffing it up. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So the Good River showed up on, on NXT. You also had a lot of crossover uh, with NXT. We'll talk about that in a little second. Last but not least, WWE also released, uh, I think last week, that they're doing this new thing called Campus Rush. I don't know if you've heard about this, Will or Kay, but literally WWE is going to major colleges and recruiting college athletes to be part of her NIL and deal. This is their new way of recruiting. The schedule's on the bottom. They went to the University of Mississippi and Georgia Tech last week. Uh, they are then going to go to Clemson. Boys Campus State, Rush. University of Arkansas, <laughs> the Ohio State University, University of Kansas, and Penn State to recruit college athletes to be part of her NIL deal and potentially become future WWE superstars. Spearheading these recruitment tours are Bianca Belair, former Division I talent, Big E, former Division I talent, and Madcap Moss, who is also a former Division I talent, to talk to these uh, student-athletes, as you want to loosely call them, student-athletes. Um, yeah. To... They're like, hey, we're going to pay you. <laughs> and they're like, okay. So... To, to do it, but this is their new way of recruiting people from the ground level. Shawn Michaels did talk about this on After the Bell, where he's like, Listen, these are athletes, they're used to be working in a team aspect, they're used to also used to being coached. You know, true, <laughs> you know, all true, very good points. Being coached, they're used to you know working towards a set goal. And I was like, Wow, this is perfect. This is a very interesting way of about how they are going to start to build the future of WWE. Instead of going to the Indies, they're going to pick you straight from college, which is what... Dude, could you, could you imagine Triple H and, like, like, and like Stephen McMahon tabling, like, in a student center, handing out flyers, like, hey, join WWE. We drink, uh, we drink Bud Light at our parties. <laughs> we got, we got, we got two kegs. But yeah, my, my father-in-law, billionaire, we get, uh, we get two kegs. Listen, <laughs> Guy, guys of five, girls get it free. <laughs> Here's a flyer. <laughs> Guys are five girls getting free. Nice. Listen, if Triple H and Stephanie were to do some any sort of panel in my <laughs> college, I would have been in the front fucking room. <laughs> Hell yeah, I would have been crowd surfing. <laughs> Woo! Wrestling! Am I bringing future children to go to college for wrestling? I, I'm, I'm in the back. King of kings! King of kings! King of kings! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But it's, it's interesting that they're that they're blatantly saying, "Hey, this is where we're gonna go." This is like it's it's pretty wild. I I like the idea. I mean, there have been some success stories of people who have gone from college straight to wrestling in WWE. Brock Lesnar, anybody? <laughs> you know, um, so there there is a pipeline for for this to happen. I think it'll be good because you know what's good about the college athletes is that they are prime college athletes the athletics and they can make money athleticism (laughs) the athleticism isn't an issue like look at bianca valera her lesson was an issue but you can develop somebody's personality and character when you want to give them a gimmick yeah you also got to have personality and character though you have this recruitment so you can kind of weed them out yeah true you know um but it's i feel like it's a lot easier to do than to tell somebody, you know, be athletic. Like, if you have the yeah. athleticism down, then doing athletic stuff won't be hard for you. You know what I mean? Um, 
But then again, you got to have that it factor. But I like that they're doing this. This is the fall tour. We're going to do a spring tour, so on and so forth. It's it's a wild time to be a college to be a college athlete right now. You're getting money thrown at you. People want to recruit you to do random shit. I'm not born in the wrong age. Like if I was born a couple years later and was a college athlete now, my lord, I'd be rich already. Literally. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But I honestly, I'm not athletic. So this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Kate. It's fine. Uh, moving along. Also, NXT's Halloween Havoc is this weekend, which is essentially going to be what they're going to replace TakeOver with because it's on a Saturday. It is not a Wednesday special or a Tuesday special. This is an actual event with a pre-show and everything. And like we talked about, that Triple H was, was trying to combat and counter-promote uh, the title Tuesday for AEW. So you had Raquel on the show last night. Uh, you had all of Judgment Day and Daddy Rhea in a match. Uh, the Good Brothers were there. You had a surprise Shinsuke Nakamura show up. <laughs> what was he doing there? Yes. So yeah. Tony D, who was legit injured, uh, his his partner Stax uh, fucked up a match for Tony D. And so Tony D's like, you know what? I have a surprise opponent for you to face tonight. And then it came out. It was Shinsuke, and Shinsuke beat the shit out of him. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you had, and then you had the Kevin Owens show, and KO did the uh, did the KO show for uh, what is going to be the main event of Halloween Havoc, which is well, it's also Halloween Havoc is going to be hosted by Shotzi. Surprise, surprise! Shotzi is also coming back to host Halloween Havoc, and Quincy Elliott, the Super Diva, who is your New favorite wrestler came here for you. Just don't know who he is yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll. Oh, is this the big guy I was we were raving about yeah. a few weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. So this is this is a K Murphy wrestler, all right. Is he gay? He, I don't know. He's one of the letters. He's one of them. He's at least one or two, maybe three <laughs> of the letters. All else felt. He might be his own letter. Okay, what's great about him is that his his thing is he's the super diva. Dude, he's like Velatine Dream and Rikishi. I was gonna say Velatine Dream and Mabel. Now, nah, okay. That's a that's a better way of looking at it. Yeah, he does have the big jumpsuit he like Mabel Velotine did. And Mabel, he he rides he rides into NXT on a moped. With these big bug glasses what? on. Was he on this week's episode? Yeah, just look up Quincy Elliott. You'll find him. Well, I'll probably watch an episode of NXT now that I know about like, I was like, I was like, go on Instagram and find qu- clips of qu- uh, Quincy Elliott. You'll agree. <laughs> He'll be great. But I'm, I'm more happy about Shotzi's back being the host. Uh, but like I said, uh, KO did the KO show for what is going to be the triple threat match for the NXT title uh, between Braun Breaker and JD McDonough. Um, or as, or as, or as KO called JD McDonough, JD McGoogle, I don't know. (laughs) 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 And Ilya Dragunov, which it ended just the way you thought a KO show would, KO show thing would happen with them all fighting. Um, I don't know who's going to win. We'll do our little predictions later. I just want to run through it because we are running a little bit late. Um, but what's interesting about this, they were fighting, and 
Triple H and Shawn Michaels had one more surprise for everybody as NXT went off the air because the A-Town theme started playing and Austin Theory showed up Amazing. with the Money in the Bank briefcase, hinting that it is a strong possibility that Theory could cash in on Saturday at Halloween Havoc and take the NXT title. Why would you downgrade like why would you downgrade it's like that the though? World title number one. Um and remember the money in the bank briefcase does not have to go for the world title. It can go for yeah, any know. title that you want. And also, do you really think that Theory was gonna beat Brock? Or no. or Roman? No, no exactly. not a chance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is kind of his only option. Yeah, like what else? Are you, what else is he going to do at this point? I like the idea, and I like the idea that the money in the bank briefcase can travel. Sure, it's a briefcase. It's made for traveling. Oh, well. <laughs> Go ahead, Kay. I'm sorry. I said, but this makes NXT so much more important. Like this elevates it so much if they eat money in the bank to cash on. Yeah. Which I hope next year when they do Money in the Bank, they start adding NXT talent. Like, I want this... Money in the Bank should be almost a triple-branded pay-per-view. With the culmination being your best from NXT Raw and SmackDown fighting Forbes briefcase. Yes. You know, and I, like we said earlier, a shared universe is a great thing. Um, also on this card, we have Mandy Rose, who looked great in an all-black suit of whatever it was. It was fantastic. Check her Instagram. Versus Alba Fire, also known as Kaylee Ray. Uh, very, very... Oh. Hmm? Oh. Yeah, because Kaylee Ray is her real name, so they had to change it to Alba Fire. I like her gimmick. Um, she was essentially one of the longest reigning NXT Women's UK Champions ever. Fantastic run. If there's anybody to type up her, it could be her. Uh, also on this, which is probably going to steal the show, you have, lo and behold, a ladder match for the North American Championship because what why, else is new? Why break? <laughs> if it's not broke, why why fix it? <laughs> every big time ladder match, North American Championship. <laughs> get it they're small <laughs> well it's only because fucking they made they forced solo to drop once he moved up to smackdown on the bloodline which led the gap so you have carmelo hayes versus oro mensa who's a new town nathan fraser who's relatively new wesley formerly of msk and for some reason von wagner's in here as well <laughs> as way just for the sake of being here so that's the ladder match you also have on this card uh, an ambulance match from Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. Creed, Julius Creed, part of the Creed Brothers. Um, if Julius Creed loses, then I think the Creed Brothers are eliminated from NXT altogether. I um, mean, you also have two uh, spin the wheel, make a deal matches, which you spin the wheel and you don't know what the fuck's going to happen to you. Uh, you have a, Oh, I like that Yeah, one. you have Apollo Crews versus everybody's most hated Aussie, Grayson Waller, and the Grayson Waller effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A.K. Grayson Waller, the one that retired Johnny Gargano from NXT, if anybody forgot. That guy. I did. <laughs> that guy. Uh, and then you have uh, Roxanne, formerly known as Roxy from ROH, in a spin wheel make a deal versus Cora Jade. So that is your Halloween Havoc card. And shout out to Mr. YLP for showing up on the stream as well. Uh, but that is your Halloween Havoc card. 
I'm interested in it. I don't know how well it's going to go just off the top of my head. If there's a lot of shenanigans, which it might pull off because who fuck knows what Triple H and Shawn Michaels are going to pull off on their first major NXT event post-Vince era. Um, I'm going to go probably with a, to be, I'm going to go seven and a half. Will, what do you got? I don't know. Seven sounds good. K. Murphy? Seven. Seven, yeah. I don't know half these people. <laughs> it, it, there's a lot that could happen. It's totally up in the air. Uh, with everybody showing up on everybody's different brands, it's there's bound to be some chaos that could happen uh, on the show. And as chaotic as it has been for this show, we got through everything <laughs> that we did. Returns, surprises, showing up. Money in the bank cash-ins. There's a lot of crazy shit going on in wrestling right now. And I'm happy that you're here listening to us uh, as we share all of this news and all of our thoughts uh, with you. But now it is time to start getting this show on the road and getting ready for the post-show. And everything like that. So, Will Tarashock, are you ready, sir? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were booing Rey Mysterio. Who <laughs> boos Rey Mysterio? That, that's, that's, that's not it. at all, sir. <laughs> Did I go over too far? Woo! Yeah, I went over too far. <laughs> yeah, you did with the woos. Oh, I found it, I found it, I found it. I'm just having fun now. Number 312, banger after banger, because it has been a banger after a banger after a banger after a banger in pro wrestling right now, whether it's AEW, WWE, or anything in between. It has been absolutely fantastic. Of course, I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Base across all social media outlets. Kings of the Rings podcast. Find us at KOTR underscore podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, Discord, YouTube. We're all over the place at KOTR underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe wherever you listen or follow us because it really helps the algorithm and helps us get us get our product uh, more out there to the unwashed masses known as the IWC and the wrestling community. Follow WrestleAddict Radio, our mothership of a network, uh, at, at underscore wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio everywhere else and if you're going to listen to us please subscribe to wrestling radio wherever you get all of your podcast needs hopefully we won't take two weeks off but if the yankees lose and or win we might just have to will tarashock yeah man it's all looking so good right now verlander has eight strikeouts he had six in a row and it's one one in the bottom of the fifth with a one out double by the astros so and uh, Talion's pitching a great game, but Verlander is a fucking ace. It's unbelievable. You can find my ace in the hole at Talk My Tarashuk Podcast. Tease and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. A bunch of fun stuff coming from me. Uh, a lot of podcasts I do each and every single week. Um, yeah, I'll have more in the coming weeks. Kay Murphy. Do how you do, young girl. Person. <laughs> Friend. Halloween. We are in the 13 days of Halloween home stretch. I will be watching one spooky a day for the next two weeks. So my Animal Crossing Island is thriving as always. And Freckles came to my rescue yesterday when I needed her most. Um, they can come into your house uninvited to come visit you. So she showed up in my house uninvited yesterday. Better fucking not. 
Dude, they do knock and then they walk in and they're like, hi, bestie. Uh, it's very cute. You can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy, T H E K A E Murphy. You can check out my teespring shop at Euphoric Future Designs on Instagram and Euphoric Designs on Teespring. We have hoodies, we have cuffs, we have bags. So, check it out. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you check it out. Check out Armored Shop as, too, as well, if you haven't seen our ad. We have stuff. We have, like, 120 different varieties of merchandise on our store. Hell yeah, we do. I did a lot of work. <laughs> I did a lot of work. We're like yogurt from Spaceballs. We're fucking whores, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> folks. Uh, when we come back next week, we'll talk about the fallout from Halloween Havoc and whatever other madness has shown up and whatever the Bloodline's doing if we're still intact because who knows when Sami Zayn's going to take over and become the leader of the Bloodline and Jay will be in inevitably pissed uh so until then folks goodbye good night see you on the post show if you're going to be watching us live and um uh who's that guy that went to aw intro oh slack fuck you slack yeah fuck you, slack. Say it, folks.